0: The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 222 is entitled Perfection.
1: We do not achieve perfection by itemizing sins and hammering ourselves over our past imperfections. We are not stones that God uses to chip away excess materials to create something beautiful. We are flesh and blood, endowed by an immortal spirit and an eternal intelligence we have free will god is not our sculptor he is our savior he works with us not on us he invites us to become like him and accepts our decision he entices us but does not drive us it is a kind of denial of the atonement of christ who died that we may be free to think that we cannot be forgiven of our sins We become candidates for perfection by daily repenting of our sins and striving to obey the commandments of God. And at the final judgment, if we endure to the end, He, through His grace, will make us perfect. The finest manor built by man, like a turreted castle made of soft sea sand, is subject to the tides of time and melts into liquid earth, indistinguishable. Many castles of the past, which once dominated the high hilltop, decorated in purple, now lie on the barren plains in ruins, their gray stones broken and scattered, their formal royal robed occupants forgotten. The richest man who places his trust in himself will of himself fall, lying in ignominy and obscurity. I am reminded of a poem by Percy Shelley that aptly illustrates the vanity of pride.
0: I met a traveler from an antique land who said, my name is Osmandius, king of kings look on my works ye mighty and despair nothing besides remains round the decay of the colossal wreck boundless and bare the lone and level sand stretch far away
1: wealth cannot purchase salvation and poverty cannot purchase redemption we are not condemned for our wealth nor exalted for our poverty Humility, not suffering, satisfies the conditions of grace. The poorest man, though he lived in a crumbling shack on earth, who places his trust in Christ, will inherit a mansion made of everlasting materials and receive immortality and eternal life with Christ to rule and reign forever.
0: And he showed me the pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb and in the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruit, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads, and there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Revelation 22, 1 through 5.
1: All sin is violation of spiritual law. We cannot control others or change their habits, and the sins of others often affect us. But we may control our own and change ourselves. Free will is of the spirit and cannot be taken from us regardless of the calamity around us. Agency gives us the ability to take charge of our lives. If we learn that great secret, then living the laws of God becomes a treasure hunt for truth and the doorway to freedom. Violation of spiritual laws is the source of all evil because it cuts us off from recognizing truth and brings chaos to the soul, such as anger, hate, revenge confusion, bondage, inner turmoil, contention, doubt, and guilt. The health of one affects the health of the other. As a famine of the body weakens our strength, a famine of the soul weakens our spirit. Many mortal sorrows are caused by spiritual deprivation. When God breathed into Adam the breath of life, Adam became a living soul, meaning he had both a body and a spirit. Joy is inextricably connected to our obedience to both temporal and spiritual law. In other words, all misery may be traced to violation of law, but that which is caused by violation of law may be corrected by obedience to law. We condemn ourselves to the captivity of the past when we deny ourselves the hope of the future. Lethargy of the present is like the black rot at the root of a tree. No matter how tall the tree may grow, how rich the fruit of its limbs. When the storm breaks and the wind blows, the very weight of success will cause it to topple over and crash to the ground. Regardless of how hard we try, we know that we can never be perfect in this life. Perfection is not a state of becoming. Perfection is a state of being, a state of perfect truth and light, a final state of all-knowing. We are in a state of becoming. Christ is in a state of being, a state of perfection. Ultimately, if we endure to the end, Christ, who is perfect, will make us perfect. Perfection is a gift of Christ, not a merit of work. In this world, we strive for perfection. In the next, if perfected by Christ, we thrive in perfection, never to vacillate. The only road to perfection in this life is obedience to law. Obedience is the condition placed on the law of mercy by the law of justice. Mercy overpowers justice when we strive to obey the commandments of Christ. If we obey a portion of the law, Christ will perfect us with the whole law. What else would account for the Son of God giving his life for us? It is our business to obey the laws of God the best we can with what we have. It is the business of our Savior to make us perfect. He alone has that power. Since something cannot come from nothing, perfection cannot come from imperfection. We can never perfect ourselves no matter how good we are. Works are not going to do it. Study is not going to do it. As vital and necessary as they are, they are not sufficient. Christ alone can perfect us because he is perfect. We satisfy the law of mercy. Christ satisfies the law of justice. Our obligation in life is to continually strive to obey the laws of Christ and to rely upon the tender mercies of Christ. The more we obey God in this life, the greater our advantage in the next life. Faith is the power that drives us to repentance. Hope is the chariot that carries us to heaven. If we do the best we can with what we have, Christ will do the rest with what he has, omniscience and omnipotence, mercy and grace. Isaiah tells us,
0: Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Isaiah one eighteen.
1: If we strive to overcome the natural man in this brief life, his blood will cleanse us from all sin in the next, and he will give us immortality and eternal life with him and his Father, with his God and our God.